Good morning. It is Friday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Seven minutes after nine, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And it's time to play Is It the Treasury Secretary or a Waitress at the World's Worst Diner? <laughs> We're going to hear a lot from Janet Yellen this first segment. <laughs> Like that one? That's great. I love that. That is such a fabulous way to start the show. Yeah. So she said that most Americans' uninsured deposits would not be protected by the federal government. This, of course, after the collapse of several mid-sized banks that had, well, a whole lot of uninsured cash in them over the past week. It sent the financial industry spiraling into a panic. So Yellen went in front of the Senate yesterday, mm-hmm. and you are, I could not articulate it as well as you did there, Casey, but if you were to say, who's the worst person to assure society that everything will be okay, someone who sounds like your aging, incoherent aunt mm-hmm. is probably not the premium choice to make people feel good about our financial institutions and the backbone of the economy. Mm-hmm. And Trump warned us about her. Well. Do you remember? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> he warned the public about Janet Yellen. Well, let's face it, though. Any person Joe Biden was going to pick for any sort of position of importance. I mean, look at across the board, whether it's Buttigieg, it's Mayorkas. Is there anybody in Biden's cabinet, his administration, that he has put in a position of prominence where you would say that person is doing a really good job? <laughs> Kamala? No. No, there isn't. No. no, absolutely there's not. Not that Trump was picking a group of world beaters either with Elaine Chow and mm-hmm. and Dan Coates. And I mean, they're all these. The, the problem with these picks are they are political appointments to offices or positions or leadership posts that largely should be non-political. And so you get stooges in there when you actually need really competent people. Yeah. So it was during the Senate Finance Committee that she was grilled over Biden's administration of handling of the banking crisis. And we're going to play you a bevy of audio from these Republican senators asking her questions and engaging in conversation. We start with uh, uh, Senator Mike Crapo the gover- uh, talking about the government's role in the banking crisis. Mm-hmm. Now, we have talked about this mm-hmm. numerous times on this show over the past several days, Casey, and Janet Yellen finally admitted the thing that we've been telling you, which is the government created this in many in many instances because of the magical money printing factory, which caused the Fed to have the raise the interest rates, which destroyed the bonds, which is what the bank was using because they were told by the government, oh, yeah, these are super safe. This is totally what yeah, you should be in. Yeah, long-term safe. Yeah, take a listen good. to this. Because their capital was being uh, was losing value and they were not able to access their capital. And, and I attribute that to the interest rate hikes that we are seeing in, in the face of the inflation. Am I wrong in that? Well, my understanding is that the bank, um, to meet liquidity needs, had to sell um, assets that it expected to hold to maturity. And um, given the interest rate, increases that have occurred since those assets, including treasuries and government-backed security, mortgage-backed securities, they had lost market value. All right, yeah. So I know that she's trying to say really important things, but all I can imagine is her offering me a piece of apple pie (laughs) to go with my coffee at the diner. 
All right. Uh, more from the <laughs> aging, incoherent aunt slash uh, diner waitress, uh, Yellen, Johnny Janet Yellen. Here's a little back and forth with Senator Marsha Blackburn. Now, she's from Tennessee, mm-hmm. and Yellen admits here, which is the exact opposite of what the Biden administration is doing, that you cannot spend your way to lowering the debt and inflation. So do you really believe that we can spend our way to lower inflation, to debt reduction, and to economic prosperity with the amount of debt? I I believe that this law um, promotes clean energy uh, and R&D and investment in the United States. That's not my question. Do you believe we can spend our way to lower inflation? And I'm going to move on, obviously. I've never said any such. I've never said that I think that that's a way to lower inflation. But that's interesting, Casey, because the Democrats, including Joe Manchin, Mm -hmm. it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Right. And yet the Democrats have admitted, no, no, that's that's a green dream energy bill. And then Manchin goes, yeah, yeah, but it'll lower inflation. Mm -hmm. But here's Yellen admitting what everybody knows. You can't spend to lower inflation. Right. That's not how this works. And you also can't save your way to prosperity, which is another thing we're looking at. Okay, last clip from... uh, crazy delusional aunt slash diner waitress Janet Yellen Um, (laughs) she's talking with Senator Bill Cassidy here Mm -hmm. and this is what should really scare everybody they this back and forth on what Biden's plan is to fix social security Mm -hmm. and she basically admits he doesn't have one and then Bill Cassidy says he won't even meet with us about it so nothing take a listen president knows many people on social security. Then why doesn't the president care? He cares very deeply. Then where is his plan? He, he stands ready to work with Congress. That's a lie. Address. Because when a bipartisan group of senators has repeatedly requested to meet with him about social so that somebody who is a current beneficiary will not see her benefits cut by 24%, we have not heard anything on our request. And we've made multiple requests to meet with the president. Now, you can't comment on that. I realize that. But that is a fact. And if you've been told to say he stands ready to meet, I will tell you there's absolutely no evidence because we have not gotten our meeting. Okay. Wow. That's a lie. I mean, that was pretty direct. So the White House has said that they have these proposed tax hikes, which would generate nearly $3 trillion, which are meant to go towards extending the solvency of Social Security. Social Security expected to run out of funding by 2037. And they can blame Biden, and that's fine. And he certainly, because he has been there for 50 years and has destroyed that system, just like many other people. So he certainly bears his fair share of blame. But their own guy, Kevin McCarthy, took it off the table, too. Mm -hmm. So you guys are going to meet with Biden, and then what? Your own guy, the Speaker of the House, said, we're not doing anything to Social Security and Medicare. So what good does it do if you guys, I mean, again, it's the political grandstanding. It's like we talked about yesterday with with John Kennedy from Louisiana ripping on Biden on spending and growth. And of how government. he likes big government. You guys did they it, too. They all like big government. Absolutely. If Biden came to you guys right now and said, I'm ready to cut a deal on Social Security, what does it matter, Senator? Mm-hmm. Because your own dude, Kevin McCarthy, 
who I will continue to remind everybody, Jim Banks voted for 15 times and was very excited about it, said, no, we're not doing anything with that. So how are you going to fix it? You're not going to fix it. It's going to go broke. It's going to go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Kev and I are going to get left holding the bag. And hey, before we get to a break, I need to make a direct plea to our audience, Casey. Go for it. Uh, Yesterday was a rough day in the Hammer and Nigel Biden madness. Oh. As happy birthday Valvet is on the ballot and it is getting its butt kicked. I don't understand that. By you know the thing. Now, I had a little bit of hope that here (laughs) in the hours between nine and noon, we can alert our audience to go to the Hammer and Nigel Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. At Hammer and Nigel, take five seconds, vote for happy birthday. It's right there. It's pinned at the top of their page. Do you have money writing on this? Well, I love that clip because I love the fact that Joe (laughs) Biden is so incompetent Uh that he can't say this woman's name, which is not a hard name to say, and he's in the middle of singing and he just makes up a name. Right. And it's the greatest clip in the history of ever and we totally, (laughs) look, we got to make this at least moderately competitive. So Right. right now, during the break, go to at Hammer and Nigel on Twitter, vote for happy birthday in the Biden Madness Challenge so Valvet can live on. <laughs> it's great. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. Now learned men who use the pen have wrote your praises high. Oh, the sweet no. Yeah, Kevin's going to be thematic all day today for St. Patrick's Day. Throw away your all day. All day. Just listen to those lyrics. Take up your coat and breathe. Don't you have some trending stories or something do. You want or me, anything? You want me to read the phone book? <laughs> speak Spanish? Okay. It's 20 minutes after 9. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And trending this hour, the first... Toblerone candy bars are going to go on sale. The first who? Toblerone. You what know the, the hell can- is that? It's the candy bar that's like in a triangle. Yeah, it's it's a Swiss chocolate. Yeah. What are you talking about? You need to go to the candy section. Toblerone of your grocer is it T O B L E R O N E. Is this like a company? It is. Yes. It is probably the best chocolate bar there is. Yeah, and the packaging it's like a it's like a triangle uh-huh. and it's long. Sure, it's, it's about a foot long. Sure. Uh huh. You would know it if you, you saw it. You doing it with your hands is not going to help me anymore. <laughs> the verbal description is fine. And it has little uh, specks of nougat yeah, in it. Yeah. Well, why is this a big deal? It sounds like he already knows what it is. Oh, well, because they're, they have to repackage. They have to repackage. They have to repackage. Why do they have to repackage? To comply with Swiss law. They're, oh. They're removing the distinctive Matterhorn Peak from the oh. package. Well, Hell, Casey, they removed the Matterhorn Peak. Yep. That's, so, so that's it? It That's why it's that's trending. That's a trending story? Yes. Somebody's repackaging a candy bar? Yes. It's no a delicious kidding. candy bar. The economy is collapsing around mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. The border is out of control. Gas prices are sky high. And some candy bar that I've never heard of with a repackage is what's trending. Boy, no wonder we're in the position we're in. Okay. Well, this will make you happy. Taylor Swift oh, is also of course, trending. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that seems about She's right. She's kicking off her tour. Today and last night, she released four new songs oh, at midnight. Great. The tracks are called Eyes Open, Safe and Sound, mm-hmm. If This Was a Movie, oh. and All of the Girls You Loved Before. Now, let me guess how all of these songs go, okay? Okay. Uh, I met a guy. <laughs> he was clearly bad news. Mm-hmm. Anyone with an IQ of seven would have seen what he was. 
any rational thinking person would have realized this wasn't going to end well, but because I live in a land of delusion with blinders on and think every encounter is going to be different than the one before with the same type of people, I made a terrible choice, and now I'm going to write a song about how I've been jilted because I hopped into the sack with a bad actor. And make millions off of it. You forgot that <laughs> Did part. I do it right? Yes. Did I do it well? And be a chart topper. <laughs> Finally trending, uh, already a buzz beater on day one of March Madness. Furman, who was the number 13 seed, taking on number four seed Virginia. Did you see this? I did see it. The that end- kid should have his scholarship revoked. <laughs> he had the ball. I think he had a timeout left. All he has to do, at the very least, I mean, he throws it up, but he doesn't mm-hmm. throw it up high enough. He chucks the ball up in the air in the backcourt for Virginia, uh-huh. right to a guy on the other team. Yep. And that guy caught it and went down. They were down. So the underdog was down by two. Hits a three-pointer with two seconds left they in the game. Re- and they win it. Let's take a listen. Important thing here. Get it in cleanly. Handle the initial trap that you're going to get. And then make free throws if you force them to foul. Well, the Cavaliers are playing with four guards, and the four guards out there, along with Cedric, are their best free throw shooter. Clark in a straight jack. Oh, he didn't need to do that. He threw it away. Hitting Padise. That kid should have to walk home and have a scholarship revoked. That's one of the worst, most stupid plays I've ever seen. But isn't that why we love March Madness? Because of stuff exactly like that. Hey, I would like to real quickly point out to our audience, mm-hmm. in just a matter of a few moments' time on the at Hammer and Nigel Biden Madness, you have begun to make Valvet a competitor again. <laughs> so if you have not voted, Valvet had a ter- happy birthday Valvet mm-hmm. was up against You Know the Thing. Yeah. And it was a terrible day for happy birthday Valvet. Valvet yesterday. However, you are bow harvesting. Bow harvesting has begun here on the Kendall and Casey show. As I told you, it would (laughs) hammer hammer text me. So he's like rough start for, for happy birthday Valvet. I said, the Detroit city clerk doesn't even get in until 8 p.m. <laughs> we don't even start counting these things till midnight. Right. We are in uh-huh. the Detroit uh, briefcases, uh, pulling up on the desks overnight. Go to the at Hammer and Nigel feed v- right there at the top. It takes two seconds. Vote for happy birthday. <laughs> Dear Valvet, we've got to bow harvest our way to victory. Rob needs a win on something. <laughs> it's 924 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Vice President Kamala Harris was in Iowa. She was there making her first trip, by the way. Isn't it interesting? Trump was there. DeSantis was there. Uh, I guess we better send Kamala there. She was doing a roundtable with some local leaders, and they were talking about reproductive rights. And it is time, Casey, for another wild and wacky edition. Mm-hmm. You've got to play real, pay real close attention to this. Okay. Because it is another edition of what in the world did Kamala say? It is important to understand what freedom and opportunity means to real people every day, which calls into question mm-hmm. whether we're all on the same page about what freedom means. Mm. Who is she? Ronald Reagan throwing out words like freedom and liberty. We're already going through a rough time. Do we really need her giving speeches, making it worse? What, Kev, can you just play like the first, I'll tell you when to stop, like maybe five seconds of that? Because I have a question. It is important to understand what freedom and opportunity means to real people uh, okay. every <laughs> Who are the real, real people? The fa- as opposed to the fake the people? The fake people. 
She means those that aren't in her administration. Every speech she gives is like a person who had a term paper due and the night before forgot forgot until the night before, and it has to be 5,000 words, and she got done, and it was 2,500 <laughs> words, and she's just using random words and hopes add, no one will notice. Gotta add some more words Real there. people as opposed mm-hmm. to fake people. Okay, Casey. Yeah. When we come back. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Speedway. Mm-hmm. There is so much drama going on in Speedway over this half-built hotel right right next to the track. When I walked to the race this last May, I walked right by this. Had no idea what was going on it's there. It's now been going on for like seven years. Yeah. It is still nowhere close to being finished. Now this hotel wants public money. They were about to give them the public money. Then there's a new breaking development involving the SEC. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Nick, uh, Nick Sturgeon, who mm-hmm. is running for a Speedway Town Council, is going to be with us to tell us everything that's going on with this crazy, wild hotel. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. And Casey, oh my gosh, there's so much drama in Speedway. What's going on? Yeah, uh, This is just absolutely unbelievable, and we totally have to talk about it. So, there, uh, several years ago, they had planned, a, a developer had planned to build a hotel mm-hmm. in Speedway, which yeah. makes sense, right? There's a pretty big race, multiple races. Right. Seems like a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. Out of and town, people need a place to stay. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Um, world's biggest uh, race, uh, various races. Yes, absolutely. However, in the middle of that whole process, something happened with this hotel, and the developer could not finish the hotel. Okay. So now there's a giant half-finished hotel eyesore Uh, in the middle of Speedway. So now the town government has decided in a very Carmel-esque move, (laughs) we'll finish the hotel for you. Okay. And it's proposed spending up to two and a half million dollars of public money to help a private company. Oh, finish their hotel. Okay. And as you might imagine, that has some of the people in the town of Speedway rather upset. Yeah. But wait. There's more. There's more. According to Fox 59, uh, it has now came out that the people that would be finishing the hotel Mm -hmm. that the town of Speedway would be giving the loan to. Yeah. Uh, had a $2 million settlement with the Securities and Exchange Commission in 2019 to resolve an investigation into investment self-dealing. Oh. That's according to Fox 59. Okay. So with us to try to figure out what in the heck is going on in Speedway Mm -hmm. is our friend Nick Sturgeon. Now, Nick is running for Speedway at Town Council this fall, and he has been at the forefront of sounding the alarm on public money going to a private company and now of course that company came out had a two million dollar settlement with the security exchange commission nick what is going on in your little town (laughs) well that's part of the problem we don't know oh yeah the town government the council town manager up until the ibj reporting that has happened over the last couple weeks no communication from the town. Red flag number one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Wait, there's more red flags than that? Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, you know, this project 
Started in 2016. Mm-hmm. So they've been going on at this now for seven years. Yes. So, I'm no hotel building <laughs> expert, Casey, but I don't think it should take seven years to build a hotel. I would think not. No, and you think if it was such a good project that it would be done by now. You mm-hmm. look at everything else that has gone on in Main Street has been completed in a timely fashion. You look at the development that's going on in Founder Square, which is out by 465 Crawfordsville High School Road. Things are moving pretty smoothly. But we have this catastrophe of a project right across from IMS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's premium. It's, it's premium, premium real estate, right? Yeah. It's, it's not like, it's like oh, it's in a corner somewhere where no one knows it's at. It's right next to the track. It's right next to the track. And you think if it was such a good project, man, you would have developers just flocking right. to get this They'd be rushing done. to get it done. But yet, the project, the actual building part of the project stopped in July of 19. So it's been basically four years that there's been any actual progress on this hotel. Yep. And so by the contract, they had 180 days that they, if there was any issues with financing or or whatever, that no problem, no harm, no foul. January 15th, 17th timeframe of 2020, right before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. hit that 180 day mark. Yeah. And the town has done nothing. Oh, Oh, okay. So, so Nick Sturgeon is our guest. Uh, He is running for Speedway Town Council this fall. We're talking about this incredible story about this half finished hotel right next to the track. This town of Speedway agreed to lend this company two and a half million dollars to finish it. Now it's come out that this company was involved in a $2 million settlement with the Securities and Exchange Commission. So where are the people in Speedway at with this? Because you look at it and say, well, now, wait a second. Everybody should be able to make as much money as they possibly can. And I think we all in a capitalist society agree with that. But now you're using public money. Boy, Casey, doesn't this sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Using public (laughs) money to facilitate a private Private. development. Boy, where have we heard that before? Mm. Boone County. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Boone County browsing is happening all over the place. uh Okay, so where are the people at in Speedway with this, Nick? You know, so as you mentioned, I'm running for town council this fall as an independent, so thankfully don't have to deal with the primaries. I'll be on the, the general election in District 1, which is basically... Main Street over towards Lynnhurst and the school, the park there. Um, yeah, so when it, you knock on doors, when you talk to people, where are they at with this? Do the, they the, support the public money or do they say this is not a good use of our money? The, the people that I've talked to and those that have come out are not for the the expenditure, the loan of this money. Mm-hmm. Do not think it's a good precedent to set. Do not think it... One, and when you talk about the company who or the developers behind this raises even more red flags getting an sec fine whether it was settled or went to court pretty big deal in my book Mm -hmm. something happened to to get the regulator to look at these folks and there's also conflict of interest that was cited in the uh, report i don't think this company is who we should be doing business with. Nick, let me ask you this. How did it take so long? Because this was almost to a go point from the town government before this got revealed. It really does raise questions about the vetting process of the town government. According to Fox 59 that they got right to the basically the end of the road on this, and then, oh, it turns out these guys had a $2 million settlement. Yeah. You know, they say they have done their due diligence. A quick Google search <laughs> uh, by a, 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 a self-stated 
Um, mom found this in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm in the tech world. Doesn't take that much to go and do some due diligence in a Google search would reveal a lot. And, you know, going back to when they were doing the public notice on the, the first reading of this ordinance, guess when they dropped it? Five o'clock on a mm. Friday afternoon. Uh-huh. Of course. Oh, yeah. What do you do when you want something to fly under the news radar? Mm-hmm. You drop it at five o'clock yeah. on a Friday night. Uh, Nick Sturgeon is our guest. We're talking about this drama in Speedway involving this half-finished hotel that is now, I guess, dependent upon public money to finish. Okay, so the other side of this would, would say, and I think... I think uh, kind of have seen similar comments from the town manager in Speedway. Hey, look, this isn't ideal, but this is half done. It's a terrible eyesore. We're an attraction of the not just the nation, but the entire world once a year. We got to get this done. If we can facilitate this, it'll make the community look better. We'll get our money back in terms of it's a loan. It's not a gift. So maybe we got to do that. Is there any merit to what the town manager is saying or, and, and the, some members of the council, I guess, are saying? Well, when you wait three plus years to make a decision <laughs> and they, they have put themselves in this situation to make a bad choice or a worse choice. And basically they're saying, well, we got to take the lesser of two evils. It's still an evil. It's mm-hmm. still a bad decision. So while they're trying to spin this again in an election year to get it done because they know the town is frustrated with the lack of movement with the lack of communication and transparency yeah they're going to try to to do everything they can to spin this to make it look like it's the best thing for the town well had they taken action initially in 2020 to foreclose against loftus robinson who was the original developer they would probably have been done with all of the legal proceedings by this point but now they're saying well it could take up to another two years Mm -hmm. should we go and foreclose so let's just go with this less worse option and and regardless what what, what do you want to see happen i mean what 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 is the other option i mean because it is like again i'm totally in the camp as casey knows no more public money for the you know these private developers because you shouldn't be using public money to facilitate profits for other people. But what what is the answer? What do you guys want to see done? You know, and, and that's a good question. We Unfortunately, we are in this tough situation. I'm of the position we should not be, government should not be bailing out companies. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it with other things currently. But we have to do something. It is an embarrassment. I think if this company has already you know is looking to raise 25 million to to complete the entire project why can't they get another two and a half million dollar loan or incorporate that with the the money that they're seeking from other investors yeah it is a a good question right i mean what's it i mean casey what's an extra two and a half million right among friends yeah i mean you've got that sitting in your in your uh, couch cushions at home (laughs) sure i've been to your house right there in the mattress yeah so honestly personally i don't think the hotel there is a good idea you already have parking issues because of all the other development and when on a busy friday night the 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 patrons of the restaurants and the other businesses are having to to park along the residential area now you're adding potentially another couple hundred 
you know, a hotel room excuse me, occupancy, if I can speak this morning, where are those folks going to park at? There's no parking garage as part of this development. Now you're going to force all of those folks, especially in a busy time already in May, which they're touting, hey, look, we're going to use this in May. Where are they going to park? Mm -hmm. It's going to take away from residential parking, which is a huge headache. It's already, you know, you know, we're there, we're in Speedway, we know the month of May, that it's an issue. But now you're just adding that additional capacity. That's something that's not being talked about. Frankly, you know, yes, it would, we've already sunk this money in, but I do not believe in throwing good money after bad. Tear it down, start over, turn mm-hmm. it into green space, whatever. But it, to me, the project does not need to go on. All right. Well, that'll give Casey. See now, when people go to the track this spring, mm-hmm. it'll give them something else to look at. And I go, know. Oh, we heard all about that eyesore on the radio. Right. Right. Isn't it, it's like halfway built right now? Not even halfway. There's like the foundation, first, the foundation, and basically the steel structure for the first level mm-hmm. and and the second level. Hmm. Unbelievable. All right. Hey, Nick, before I let you go, you are running for uh, uh, Speedway Town Council. Been kind enough to come in and give your perspective on this. You got a website or something if you want to follow you? Yep. Uh, uh, Nick, four, the the letter or the number, <laughs> the number four, uh, Nick, the number four, speedwayin.com, Nick for Speedway. IN.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Nick for Speedway. I'm just now, and you post a lot about this. I, stuff, I so do. people want to stay up to date on it. Yeah, you, I do. Get it there. Yeah. I, you know, I, I hate to politicize it, but I think to me, at the foundation of the core of what's going on in Speedway, this is just the culmination of everything that needs to change with our town government. Bad right. management. Yeah, yep. Nick, Nick Sturgeon, thank you, my friend. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Ten minutes in front of ten, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Can I just point out, if you're watching us on the YouTube chat, how you're cheating the premise of St. Patrick's Day clothing apparel. How so? I'm well, wearing green. First of all, I've always found the buy-in is bullcrap, and if you'll notice, I'm not wearing any green. <laughs> You're going to get pinched. But No, I'm not going to get pinched. Yes, you are. The hat. You're wearing yeah. a hat. Mm-hmm. That, is, that does not count. Why not? Because you can remove that at any given time and not be a part of the process. It's like cheating. That's a you, bigger effort than you no, put into it. No, I didn't put any into effort because that's I stupid. Know. Look at the back. Look, what does it say right there on the back? Irish. Very good. Yeah. What, what does that have to do with anything? You're not. You're not. You're trying to be a part of the club without actually putting the effort in to being a part of the club. You're I, I wearing. Like, a re- I like the hat. You're wearing a removable piece of gear. It's not even clothing. You're not wearing anything. Exactly <laughs> because it's stupid. It's a made up thing. It's not real. You know what? I'm Irish every day. I don't need to prove it to anybody. It's called tradition, Rob. Yeah. For who? For the Irish. For you, and Irish, Irish people. I am not Irish. Well, then you don't get any green beer today Great, at thank all. you. I'll okay? somehow manage to get by. I'm just like, I just want to point out, for everybody watching in the YouTube chat, mm-hmm. how you half-assed it today on this St. Patrick's Day participation, oh but you're trying to get some sort of reward as though you qualified for something. Mm-hmm. You know what I really liked was that bumper music that Kevin just played, Shipping Up to Boston, because they play that at Notre Dame all the time. Oh, yeah. All the sporting and, events. And look at, look at Notre Dame's uh, home record this past year. It went really well. <laughs> that really helped. What with the losses to Marshall mm-hmm. and Kevin. 
Cal in the same year. That's because I moved down here and their head cheerleader wasn't there. You know, what what is that? What is that? The, the, the. I have no idea what you're trying to say. Most of us, most of us aren't rich enough to afford regular tickets to Notre Dame. So we don't know what that feeling is like. Hey, let's talk about Lori Lightfoot. Okay. She's the lame duck Chicago mayor. She got a tongue lashing. This was at a city council meeting earlier this week. So she's been a longtime critic of the press and she actually banned this one guy from asking her any questions. (laughs) And he got up and what did he say? He said that this was more of a, uh, a victim response than a public comment and he he told her get the hell out of my city yeah william kelly is one of the guys that lightfoot literally kicked out of the city council mm-hmm. meetings and he was not allowed to cover the events which is just unbelievable and if you remember this has been a while ago there was just a huge uproar from people over this because whether you agree politically with the press or not and we we said this when rokita the attorney general who if he doesn't win your pizza's free uh tried to kick up duel out of the press conferences right. how pathetic mm-hmm. that behavior is no matter whether we like the press you like their politics the press has a right to cover you as an elected official and so this guy william kelly not the lori lightfoot lost her primary um bid farewell in mm-hmm. a proper manner What you've done to the city of Chicago, I feel like this is more of a victim impact statement than an actual public comment. What you've done to me is nothing compared to what you've done to my city, the city of Chicago, the city that I was born and raised in, the city that I love with all my heart. You became mayor. The people of Chicago elected you. You shut down our schools. You shut down the churches. You shut down the businesses. You did the one thing that I thought could never happen. As somebody who, who was born and raised on the south side of Chicago, I never thought in my life that I would ever see the city of Chicago brought down so low as you have managed to bring it down. Shame on you. That is a legacy that you are going to have to carry. Future historians are going to have a, a hard time understanding how you, are, how you ever even became mayor of the city of Chicago. I intend to write that book. I intend to make sure that at least uh, there is some possible way for the city of Chicago to, to move forward. I hope that you realize what damage you have done to the city. I hope that after today's city council meeting, you will pack your suitcase and get the hell out of my city. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. We need more people to be like that. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. And hopefully he'll write that book. So Lightfoot, one-term mayor, she came under fire for crime spiking in Chicago during her tenure. The city's homicide rate went up 40% since she took office. 800 murders in Chicago in 2021, the highest in 25 years. All right, when we come back, Casey, of course, the legislature doing jack crap for you on property taxes, but they sprinted a bill to Holcomb's desk that would ban one community from imposing term limits for government accountability. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.